You can now subscribe and get 20% off every single time you order your Strava Craft Coffee with a Strava Craft Coffee subscription. They'll send it to your door every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks. And you can cancel it any time if you want them to stop, but you won't because you'll have the convenience of never running out of coffee. But they'll send it to you whenever you know you go through a bag and then you'll have another one just waiting there for you. So make sure you sign up for a Strava Craft Coffee subscription and get 20% off every single time they send it to you. Or you can try it once and use the code DNVR20 for 20% off that first order. Check them out, Strava Craft Coffee. DNVR Broncos podcast presented by MSU Denver Online. What are you doing differently with your life come spring 2021? Well, you could be getting that education to the next level at MSU Denver. And what a great place to do it because MSU Denver students work twice as many hours as students at any other Colorado institution, which means you can get that degree while also getting that money. So check them out, msudenver.edu slash online. Fellas, what's up? Oh my goodness, my boys, what's going on? We got Ryan, we got Mace, we got the whole crew right now. And maybe, just maybe, the Broncos will have Deshaun Watson in a couple of days. Yes, uh, Deshaun Watson officially requesting a trade today. Um, and that kind of that'll open the floodgates. I say 30 teams should be in on this deal, um, but it'll probably be less than that. It'll be over 20, though. Which is it should just be insane. over 20. It should be over 20. I mean, there may be teams that uh, voluntarily opt out. I mean, we're seeing, for example, Matthew Stafford, as reports are, that a third of the league is in on him. I would say that's probably about right, given that Stafford is on a lower tier than Deshaun Watson. But really, unless, unless your name right is right now is Kansas City or Tampa Bay because you have Tom Brady, I mean, shoot. If Aaron Rodgers has even a whisper of discontent in Green Bay, shouldn't the Packers be in on this trade and maybe saying, hey, you can have Aaron Rodgers and uh, we'll take Deshaun Watson off your hands? I mean, yes, almost everybody should be. Yeah, almost everybody. And I would even make the case that the Buccaneers should be in on it. Like Everyone should. (laughs) Unless you have a young quarterback, you should be in on it. Um, We'll circle back around to Deshaun here in a few minutes, but uh, I'm glad we have Mace today. Mace, of course – down there in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl. Zach and I are a little bit mm-hmm. jealous. We miss we miss our trips to uh, Alabama. But hopefully next year, once things normalize a little bit, uh, we can have the full squad go back. But, uh, Mace, I'm very curious. Uh, just some of your, your big thoughts uh, from what you've seen down there so far. Well, amen to what you said, RK, because the crowd here is definitely way down from usual. And it really isn't the same as far as far as what we've gotten used to over the years so hopefully 
it's back to normal service next year. But, you know, it's been an interesting week, and this is an obvious place to start because we're focusing on Deshaun Watson a bit in this podcast, but I think you have to start at the quarterback position. And uh, I put up a, a couple of tweets yesterday that I, I don't think I, I didn't, I don't think I gave the at on Twitter to Zach Stevens, but when I put up a Mac Jones tweet, I'm thinking about Zach Stevens when <laughs> I post it. My guy. And guys, uh, Mac Jones, after just a, a, a nondescript Tuesday, you always want to see the progress from day to day. Mac Jones looked really good on Wednesday. Looked, oh, I love it. Looked really good throwing throwing with a wind and against a wind. Now, he didn't have a lot of, of zip on the ball going against the wind. It was about 20, 25 miles an hour out of the Northwest. But with the wind, his touch really shone through. Like he, he did a better job throwing with the wind than Jamie Newman did. Jamie Newman had a, had a good day on Tuesday out of Wake Forest. And Jamie Newman has the best tools of any quarterback here. And I would say these two, and maybe we'll have a discussion about Kellen Mond out of Texas A&M down the line, because he's kind of another intriguing day two type of guy. But to me, the only two quarterbacks that I'm seeing that really have that potential long-term starter look about them right now are Newman and Jones. And it just depends what you like. Do you like the guy that has all the raw tools, Jamie Newman, or do you like the guy that's a more prepared product right now, doesn't have the same zip on the ball, but clearly has better touch. And as we saw yesterday is better at adjusting to the conditions that Newman was, was wildly inaccurate when he threw with the wind, when Mac Jones had the wind at his back, he was dropping dimes all over the place left and right. So it's just going to be a question of uh, what flavor you like, but seeing Mac Jones do well in some less than ideal circumstances between the weather and not really, and not knowing his receivers getting to know him. That's a, that's a feather in his cap right now. And Newman has enough tools to where you're saying he's like one, a. I think he's one a with Mac Jones, but Mac, but Mac Jones, I was impressed by him yesterday. I want to see what he does out there today. And he's doing, of course, the big thing is he's doing it without Devontae Smith, without Najee Harris, without the, the deep roster of receivers at Alabama. So what Mac Jones is doing this week is, is all Mac Jones. That's why yesterday really opened my eyes. Mace, you just absolutely made my day there. Love to hear it. And you know what, guys? Forget about Deshaun Watson and Matthew Stafford. Get Mac Jones. No, I'm I'm just teasing it. Just just a little bit right there. But Mace, uh, you know, I, that that's a fantastic breakdown. And, you know, from reading your reports this week, I got the feeling that those two guys were the ones that were really sticking out. So what are we talking about? Like, how impressive have both of those guys been in terms of draft value? How much is their draft value rising? Because I think going into to the Super Bowl or into the Senior Bowl, Jamie Newman was a, a second yeah. round pick, if if I'm right. Uh, and Mac Jones, you know, I thought he could go top ten potentially. A lot of people thought probably first round, maybe end of the first round. I mean, what are we seeing? How much? How much are we seeing their value rise? Well, this probably week? Newman's had more room to rise. And the interesting thing about him is that he's the guy who's going to benefit if the run on quarterbacks happens early, if those top five guys with Mac Jones still maybe being the caboose of that, although if you want the finished product more than the raw guy, you would take Mac Jones over Trey Lance. 
if those five quarterbacks go off the board in the first, say, 15 picks, then Jamie Newman becomes the next man up. And when does that next man up go? Like, you go back to 2018, and you had the four quarterbacks go in the top 10, and then it went all the way to 32, and then the Ravens jumped back in to get Lamar Jackson, get him on the fifth-year option. So if we see the top five quarterbacks all go, say, in the first 15 to 18 picks, I wouldn't be surprised if Newman ends up being pick 32 by a team jumping back into round one. That, that That's a scenario I could see bearing out because the tools are there. I mean, to his, cre- to his credit, he's got a cannon. He's got some mobility. I actually find myself thinking a lot of the same things about Jamie Newman that I did about Drew Locke in terms of having the tools. Frankly, guys, the biggest difference between Newman and Locke is that Newman has a stouter frame, more muscle, more muscle on his build. And you look at him and you realize that he's probably going to be able to withstand the hits. And of course, one question about Drew Locke is, can he stay healthy because he's had, he's had injuries in both of his years in the pros. And so that's, I look at them and I, I find myself getting some Drew Locke flashbacks, but seeing Newman as somebody who can take the hits a little bit better. Very interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. And I got to say, if I could have Mac Jones with a 20 mile per hour tailwind at all times, I'd be all. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is a touch passer is going to do better with the wind because they can take something off. And you could see when, when Newman had back-to-back picks, one of them, the, the first one was a wild overthrow. And it's because, He's got a 20 to 25 mile an hour wind at his back. And he, you could tell he hasn't learned how to take anything off the fastball. He's got it. He's got to get his change up. Right. The fastball that, that Newman has is as good as, as is the best here. And as it's, it's an a level fastball when you get to the NFL that there's no question. He he's had that he's, he's throws a lot of zip. He has got to learn to take something off the ball to adjust to his receivers and adjust to the conditions a little bit. And I think, so I think what happened Wednesday served as a, as a reminder for Jamie Newman of how far he has to go back-to-back interceptions, one on an overthrow. And then one where he just kind of errantly threw the ball into traffic and he took a chance, didn't work out, end up in a tip drill. They got picked off. Of course, uh, Kellen Mond also had a nice play where he threw into traffic and did find his guy in, in double coverage. So Again, we'll probably get into him a little bit more, but it's it's fascinating to look at these two because Newman and Jones, they go back to back in reps. It's Jones, then Newman. They're both on the American team. So you really get an in, it's really interesting to get that contrast between the two. Uh, kind of like we got down at the senior bowl in 2018 when you had Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen working back to back and and doing a compare and contrast on those guys at the top of the draft. Yeah, I love Never that, especially. There. I was going to say, never was there more of an indictment on Vance Joseph that he couldn't win the senior bowl with uh, <laughs> Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen as his quarterbacks. We were, yeah. we were joking that week that, uh, you know, if Vance's team didn't win, maybe he'd just be fired after that game. And uh, then he didn't win it. <laughs> you know, we saved know us what all happened. some time. <laughs> it, it certainly would have. Uh, now Mace at, with sticking with the, the quarterbacks right now, mm-hmm. how, how much different of a prospect is Jamie Newman from a Trey Lance? 
because we know that Trey Lance is definitely having that top 10 uh, hype around him. And it sounds like Jamie Newman, I mean, very similar situation. Neither of them really played football last year. Both have the physical tools and there's a lot of questions about him. Yet Trey Lance is viewed as potential top 10 pick and Jamie Newman in the second round, maybe finally getting some first round love right now. Yeah. The, di- the big difference that uh, Trey Lance, I think, is Trey Lance is more accurate to be begin with. And I think uh, uh, the, the accuracy, particularly uh, downfield, even though Jamie Newman throws a, a, a really, you know, a, a tight spiral and he puts a lot of zip on it, that uh, Newman will miss some throws that he that he should have. And that's so that's where I look at the biggest difference between the two of them right now. In terms of, re- of the level of defenses that they've had to read. Of course, this is this is where Trey Lance's level at North Dakota State works against him. Jamie Newman has seen more playing in the ACC at at Wake Forest. The, the thing that now what I do want to see a little more from Jamie Newman is uh, is is scanning the field, getting to his second and, and third read. Sometimes sometimes he has that old tendency to kind of lock in lock in on guys. Although you can see him starting to starting to scan the field. I thought he if may the other thing that kind of jumped out when I went back and rewatched the film. Uh, yesterday is that I felt like in addition to to adjusting for the conditions I felt like he was consciously trying to scan to scan through things and be a little bit more patient and maybe that that led to some that that led to some of the shaky decisions that he has so so it just kind of shows how far he has to go as a as a quarterback but uh it's in, it's intriguing to kind of look at the two of them, although that their skill sets aren't aren't quite the same. I think Trey Lance has has more potential as a runner than Jamie Newman does. I mean, Newman is he at six four two thirty. Newman isn't going to run away from people. He when he takes off, he is going to have some more power, so he might take some more hits if he can't escape. So that's something that you are concerned about. But the other thing is, I don't get into the notion of thinking that Jamie Newman is somebody who's a run-first guy. He wants to stay in the pocket. He wants to stand back there and throw, and that's his best bet long-term. Great breakdown. And May, speaking of runners, uh, you know, another position the Broncos could be looking at at the senior bowl is that running back position, a day two guy, maybe second, third round type of running back, potentially uh, anyone really stepping out and, and taking that by the horns this week. Well, how do you guys feel about a third Mizzou Tiger on offense in the last three drafts? Oh man, if Drew's if you the quarterback, keep Drew Lock, love I'm it. in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the running back, one, one of the running backs who really jumped out yesterday was Larry Roundtree, the third out of out of Missouri. Uh, Michael Carter of North Carolina was kind of the best running back of, of day one. Roundtree flashed on on day two. Flat, had some nice catches out of the backfield. Also. He's got that decisive cut to him, the one cut and go that you want to see cut, to take to take that cut back, turn it upfield. And there was another play that jumped out that uh, that I found myself rewatching over and over, where he he does he does he does two things that you want. First, he he stops on a dime and cuts and goes outside and gets wide. Then he gets wide, stops again, makes a guy miss causes a, 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 bro, a broken tackle and then and then zooms up field for 10 or 15 yards to the outside and watching that I'm like whoa I mean he you know doing all doing all that on one play and another guy who's flashing he's on the national team out of Virginia Tech and that is a Quill Herbert and 
he's probably been the most consistent running back so far. Every time he gets a hole, every time something flashes open, he zooms up field for 10 or 20 yards. Got it. He's got the nice ability to add yard to add yardage. Once he gets the second level, he's another guy who's making people miss when he gets the, when he gets the second level, a lot of big runs for Cleo Herbert the last couple of days. So he's somebody who I think has worked his way up into that day two conversation. Great, great, great stuff, Mace. Uh, love it all, man. We miss, I miss My you last... guys. It's not, the, it's not the <laughs> same without the entire crew down here. It's just, it's, it's dull. It's boring. It's, you know, I, I, I need someone to eat oysters with, although I, I did have a, I did have a nice uh, meal with uh, Ryan Edwards and Benjamin Albright. I guess you could say those are the guys in my bubble down yeah. here this week. So <laughs> there you go. Um, yes. Here's the last question I have. I was thinking of comps that we've seen at the senior bowl mm-hmm. for Mac Jones. Uh, and my question is this, how does Mac Jones compare to Daniel Jones based off of what you've seen at the senior bowl? Oh, um, I, I'm much more impressed with Mac Jones than I am Daniel Jones, at least Ooh. down here. I, I wasn't sold on yeah, Daniel Jones Yeah, I mean, Jones he wasn't here. impressive down there. Yeah. Now, Daniel Jones is the cliche of all it takes is one guy. And sitting up in the stands, Dave Gettleman's heart was a flutter watching <laughs> Daniel Jones a couple of years ago. The audience of one loved him and picked him number six overall. I th- I would re- based on if we're basing it on this week what I've seen what I've seen with my eyes I would rather have Mac Jones than Daniel Jones I think uh, Mac Jones more accurate less prone to give less prone to turnovers I mean D- Daniel Jones a problem of uh, that he had at Duke and uh, and and he actually had it down here at the Senior Bowl as well is that he was he was throwing some passes that uh, that were easy interceptions or could have been easy interceptions and Mac Jones much more preci- much more precise and also with with Mac Jones, I saw a play from him in red zone yesterday, and actually you can kind of see you can see it on the gif that I put on my story on thednvr.com, where he's in red zone, he drops back, takes it takes a quick read, then moves to the right, keeps his eyes forward, and basic and and basically waits until his receiving until until his receiver in the end zone, and that is Racy McMath, McMath out of LSU flashes open and then he just tosses a strike by the way that was into the wind to his credit uh, for a touchdown I don't recall seeing anything like that from Daniel Jones when he was here a couple of years ago oh Mace I mean you're just talking about making people's heart flutter you're making my heart flutter uh, right now speaking of speaking of Mac like that uh, uh Mace my, my last question for you and mm-hmm. I've absolutely loved your coverage and everything mm-hmm. that you've had especially this coverage of Mac right now but my mm-hmm. last question for you sticks with quarterbacks and I know the senior bowl is is a lot different this year because of COVID and stuff and yet you're yeah. not talking to as many people as you can but sometimes you could get a feeling about what the league is feeling when it comes to uh, other things happening outside of the senior bowl are you getting any feeling about deshaun watson matthew stafford uh how much interest there is where what teams are interested anything like that only vague feelings because those people who are here from teams they're in that bubble you're allowed teams are allowed to have 10 people down here and they're and they're basically in the bubble so we don't have the chance to go over to Veets or any of the other watering holes downtown and, and interact and kind of get and, and get some of that that gossip. There's a general 
sense among the media here that uh, that the, the the thing about Matthew Stafford, for example, the, the one third of the league, I know that there were some people who were surprised that number wasn't higher, but there wasn't a lot of surprise with that, at least around here. Uh, the Sean Watson, I mean, I feel like I feel like there's been more there's been more discussion about Matthew Stafford this week than Deshaun Watson because the Sean Watson stuff has been percolating for longer than Matthew Stafford. But I imagine uh, just kind of walking around the concourse and uh, and talking to some people out here uh, at practice today, probably maybe maybe hear some stuff on Deshaun Watson. But that really uh, that was actually kind of on the back burner. Matthew Stafford was actually on Tuesday and Wednesday kind of a hotter topic than 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 Watson simply because it was more recent on Stafford apparently asking for a trade. Yeah, something tells me that uh, that Watson will be the conversation oh, today. It, it will be, and and what would you give up? I mean, you guys saw the the proposed trade that uh, Bill Barnwell put out there when he was going through teams, and the proposed trade that he had it, and I just talked about it with somebody yesterday afternoon. It involved two ones, two twos, Drew Locke and Tim Patrick, and hearing that, I'm like, sign me up. I mean, if you can. If you can trade for Deshaun Watson without having to give up three first-round picks, I think you do it in a heartbeat. Or Cortland Sutton or Bradley yeah. Chubb or any of those yeah. guys. You do it in a heartbeat. And guys, if, because I, I've seen uh, just more than Bill Barnwell, a lot of people, national people, are putting out these trade scenarios, guys. And we've been preparing for the worst, according oh, wow. to uh, all of these. No one else has it as tough as we do. That trade that Barnwell put out, I mean, geez, um, like I'll put, I'll, I'll give him all that and a hundred thousand <laughs> shares of GameStop. Ah! Uh, <laughs> like I couldn't, I couldn't believe that trade. Um, I mean, you, you execute that trade. You are competing for first place in the division next year. I don't know if you're going to win it, but I think you are in the conversation mm-hmm. from week one to week 17. And just for two first round picks, it's crazy. I'm also seeing uh, someone put out there yesterday, and this was just, uh, you know, a talk show person, I believe, but saying the Jets should only trade the second overall pick and and nothing else for Deshaun Watson and that that would get the deal done. I'm thinking, holy cow, how much have we been overvaluing? Are the Texans really going to settle for one of these trades? Well, I think they don't have a no, choice. Yeah, it's the no trade clause that he has in his contract. I mean, we're used to seeing that in baseball and it's something that's a relative rarity in football to have that sort of a veto power on a trade. And that's why you see these offers, these proposed offers, at least in the media sphere, maybe coming in below what the, the value would be because what if Deshaun Watson says, I'm vetoing a trade to anybody, but team X. Right. And then all of a sudden the Houston Texans have, no hand. Now, is Watson going to say, I only want to go to the Jets or I only want to go to the Dolphins or let me just send everyone's cards a flutter. If Deshaun Watson only wants to go to the Broncos, then they have the ultimate hand. But somehow I don't see Deshaun Watson saying one team. I, I think he ends up saying three or four teams that he's willing to take a deal with. Right. I, I, I agree there, Mace. And I know we got to let you go. You, you run into practice now? I am. The, the It's cooled off down here. It was about 70 degrees yesterday. 
We're not going to break 50 today. So I guess this is the day that we get every week, every year at Senior Bowl week where it's going to be warmer in Denver than it is in Mobile. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, Happens no. every year. Happens every year. I'm never prepared for it based off the clothes that I pack. So I hope you're better than me. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm at the point now where I have to basically take two suitcases. Part of it is because uh, I, I, I always have a, a, a long lens with my camera to get some of those shots that you guys have, that, that you guys have seen. But also because I had to bring my heavy winter coat. I'm going to be wearing it today. So I'm going to wow. slip on a sweatshirt, the heavy winter coat, and uh, go stand outside in the in the in the wind and the chill for about four and a half hours and uh we'll we'll see what these guys do we'll see if jamie newman responds also before we go there's one guy i didn't mention that i didn't mention that i really want to talk about you saw the uh the buzz on quinn miners out of wisconsin whitewater yesterday with doing the interview where he had his jersey pulled up to his chest and was showing off his gut that dude is legit that that guy I, he is he's the best offensive lineman down here in my opinion he is absolutely oh. he is mauling people on the interior. Absolutely mauling them. You don't have to go to Wisconsin. You just have to go to a school in Wisconsin for Mace to love you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he he looks like he would have fit right in on the badges. I think that's the funny thing. I'm I'm watching him like, how did this guy not end up in Madison? He, wow, he looks that's... like a Wisconsin alignment. That's awesome. Uh, and we'll be picking your brain about many more players when you get back. It was great to have you on this morning, Mace. Um, and uh, and uh, stay warm out there. I will. It's always good talking to you guys. Glad I could join you today. And uh, keep the fire burning. Can't wait to have the power trio back together when I get back home. Right on, right. Mace. See you, Mace. Yeah. All right. Zach, that's probably a good place for us. Uh, to move on here so before we get into the comments where I'm sure we'll have plenty of more quarterback talk so you know be patient with us you a shout out say. to Breckenridge Brewery uh, you know I, I, I've been mentioning that I'm going on vacation this weekend uh, just a you know quick weekend trip and uh, gotta have some breakfast gotta have some breakfast it's not vacation until you crack that first Breck brew it's not the weekend until you crack that first Breck brew so whatever you're up to this weekend make sure you head down to your local liquor store or your local grocery store and get you some Breck brews if you don't know where to find the closest Breck brews to you well just use the Breck brew locator you can log on and find out even specific brews how close they are to you or just where the nearest place to you is that carries Breck brew so check them out this weekend and enjoy if you want to get yourself a house to store all of those Breck brews, well, I got the people that you should check out. That's Mike and Virginia Chevalier over at Chevalier Mortgage. Mike and Virginia are not only diehard Broncos fans, they've been supporters of DNVR for a long time as DNVR members. They're a husband-wife team with over 15 years of financial services experiences. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. And most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. If you're looking to buy a home, check out uh, Chevalier Mortgage. If you're looking to refinance, check out Chevalier Mortgage. Michael Chevalier is a certified financial planner. And so they look at much more than just your mortgage itself. They look at your full financial picture. And since your home is likely to be your largest asset and your mortgage, your largest debt, they believe it is vital to consider your full financial picture when purchasing a home. This includes considering your short-term and long-term planning goals, your investment and your tax situation. Michael Virginia will work tirelessly to find the 
best loan for your situation. So visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat when you do. Most importantly, get set up with that free consultation to discuss all your options. That's Chevalier Mortgage, Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006, Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. All right, Zach, let's hop into the questions from the listeners. And you have the first one. I thought I did. I guess I don't. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, first one's from Casper. Fellas, the rumors that as many as 18 quarterbacks will have new starting quarterbacks next season. 18 teams will have new starting quarterbacks next season. Like it or not, that directly has to do with Patrick Mahomes. All of a sudden, teams are thinking that if you don't have a top three QB, you don't have a chance at a Super Bowl. If you're a fan of free agency in the draft, then I believe the golden years are upon us. More high-end quarterbacks will hit the market as teams say, sure, he's great, but he's no Mahomes. Plus, draft picks will get moved more than ever with teams loving a guy and moving up to get him. How say you? I think generally you're, you're, uh, you're pretty spot on here. Um, unfortunately, you're going to have to put a lot around a guy like Matthew Stafford to have confidence that you're going to win the Super Bowl. Now, where teams draw the line, I think is always going to end up trending backwards. And what I mean is look at Baker Mayfield, Zach. Um, That is a quarterback who is very good, a very good scheme fit for seven Kevin Stefanski. He's not Mahomes, uh, but I don't think that's going to end up with the Browns, like not resigning him. You know what I mean? Um, Teams are always going to, what is, it, what is it? A bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. Yep. I think they're going to end up, you know, there might be a little sway towards movement, but that's like with guys like Matthew Stafford. In the end, if you're a top 15 quarterback and you're sub 30, I don't think you're going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I think you, you hit it on the head and, and also Casper, I think you hit it on the head. Exactly. Right. So this, this is a very interesting trend because it seemed like anytime you got potentially your franchise quarterback, like a Matthew Stafford, a guy that is just, you know, a, a good quarterback in the league, you were never going to let him go. Now, every team's just searching for the best guy. And if they don't have him, they're willing to move on. Next one coming in from Low Country Bronco. Ryan, you're right for the most part about the offensive scheme fit, but Herbert has the skill set and intelligence to be more versatile than most guys. Are you saying Herbert would have been a dud everywhere else? It's not like he posted the numbers he did just because of scheme. Selling football IQ and processing speed short is a mistake. I disagree with Herbert with saying Herbert can't be the standard. We have a chance at both he and Allen. They were both there and we didn't take them. So to say that he is out of the question doesn't make sense. The only reason we don't have them is because of how how, how our front office was pull, was pulling the trigger. Well, that's first of all not true. Uh, Herbert wasn't available for the Broncos this last year. Um I mean, I, I, unless you're saying they could have traded up, in which case every player ever was available. Um, I, I'm i not saying he would have been a dud everywhere else. I'm just saying there's no guarantee of success everywhere else. Um, I don't think he would have been that good with the Broncos. Just that's my personal opinion. Um, so I'm not saying that – like all I said yesterday was they're taking a big risk. Now, that doesn't mean that he won't be fine, but they're taking a big risk, which is just something I wouldn't do with a young quarterback. I'm not telling his intelligence short. He's a, he's a smart kid, um, and learning the scheme shouldn't be that hard for him, but that doesn't mean he's going to be a perfect fit for the scheme like he seemingly was for 
what they had there, uh, what they had in place last season. Ryan, I totally understand where you're coming from. And I also understand where low country Broncos coming from. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say it again, because I'm not as confident as you, Ryan. I'm just going to say it again. I hope you're right. I hope you're right, my friend. He goes on and says, anyhow, I think if we were to get Stafford, we would see a pretty big jump from all of the young talent at the skill positions. I think Judy Sutton and tight ends would feast. This would be the best team Stafford has ever been on. So we might, so, so we may not have seen his best yet either low country Bronco. I totally agree with you about the offensive weapons that he would have. It would be, it'd be best, the, the best ops weapons on offense that many quarterbacks in the league have ever had. So that would be huge. And absolutely Stafford isn't Joe Flacco prime right now. He could actually legitimately be in his prime, which could lead to the best year of his career. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you'd see a huge jump, I think from those young skill players. He goes on and says, one more thing. Intelligence has a lot, has a ton to do with scheme fit. If you can learn quickly, process information quickly, and memorize the vernacular quickly, then you can understand the goal the team is trying to accomplish through scheme. Again, Herbert has all the physical tools. He can also play under center or in the gun, and he can run play action and RPOs. So the main ingredient for scheme fit actually is the intelligence level of the quarterback, assuming he checks all the other boxes, which he does. Not only that, but you don't think the Chargers know what will work for him and plan on putting him in that position to succeed? I do. Have a good one, Low Country Bronco. I'm sure that's what they plan on doing. There's just you, you risk taking a step back. Now you could just take two steps forward the next season. Um, or he could not take a step back at all. Uh, but I don't think uh, I don't think intelligence is the main ingredient of scheme fit. I think uh, the the abilities are the main ingredients of scheme fit. Onion booty Bronco chiming in says, by the time you're reading this, it might be too late. But what if this bologna and cheese went down? A menage a trois between Denver, Detroit, and San Francisco, where Detroit gets San Francisco's first pick, which is pick number 12, and Denver's second round pick. San Francisco gets Matthew Stafford, and Denver gets porn star Jimmy. I would laugh in self-pity until my pepperonis fell off and holler, Mamba Mia. What would you guys do? So Ryan Broncos essentially trade second round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. No, no, thanks. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, no, thanks. Ryan, th that's the guy that you get. And then you're kind of instantly looking for an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's why, you know, the 49ers are being included in all of these uh, trade talks because they don't like their guy. And the 49ers is uh, is a team that we haven't talked about when it comes to Matthew Stafford, but they are gaining a lot of steam uh, in the world right now for potentially acquiring him. So that's a team that the Broncos need to watch out for. Next one coming in from if you're, oh. if you're uh, if you're the Lions, do you want Jimmy Garoppolo in that deal? No, no, because what I'm doing is I'm getting a rookie quarterback this year. Yeah, exactly. So again, I don't know how much uh, how much ammunition the 49ers would have. Based on the DraftKings sportsbook odds, the 49ers are the fifth most likely team behind the Colts, Broncos, Patriots, Washington football team, and then they sit there at plus 650. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. A lot of teams there. And boy, it are are, are any odds out on Deshaun? 
Yes, uh, Deshaun, it is – oh, man, the Broncos have plummeted a little bit out of this one. Mm. Um, they were fifth, I believe. Now they are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth. Eighth, um, okay. Jets Who's picking up steam. Yeah, yeah, would you read them? Jets at plus 300, Dolphins at plus 500, Texans at plus 700. Um, so that's been the biggest movement. Texans opened at minus 110. <laughs> They're now plus 700. Uh, Panthers plus 800, 49ers plus 800, uh, Patriots plus 900, and then the Broncos and Bears are tied at plus 1,200. So we have, I think, the 49ers jumping up there, the Patriots jumping up there, uh, and the Panthers have been slowly climbing as well. That is, uh, that's interesting. I understand the Panthers um, and the Patriots, I guess, with the connections in the front office potentially. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's interesting. Um, Broncos, they certainly don't think the Broncos have much of a chance here. Uh, Right, right around the Colts, the Washington football team, the Lions uh, in terms of odds. I wonder what would have to happen. I guess it would have to be Deshaun Watson releasing a list uh, for the Broncos to kind of jump up. Man, wouldn't that be fun if someone got their hands on a list? Uh, I mean, geez, I just think like what he should do is just like a college quarterback who tweets out, you know, their top 10 list. Yep. Yep. Not, not, not even let it get to the Texans to, to release it. You just release it yourself. He is controlling this. I mean, he's not even really talking to the Texans and Ryan, since we're talking about Deshaun right now, things may get even dirtier there in Houston. Adam Schefter this morning tweeting, here's Houston's leverage. If used, they can define, they can find Deshaun Watson, $100,000 for missing minicamp. They can find him $50,000 per day for each day of training camp missed, plus one week of salary, $620,000 for each preseason game missed. And if he retires, the Texans can collect $21.6 million. This tells me, Ryan, I don't necessarily know if Schefter's tweeting this out on his own. This this is the Texans maybe trying to get some leverage and say, Deshaun, I know you have all the leverage right now, but we still have something, even though Ryan, I don't think that, the, that the Texans leverage is much at all right now. And it's just interesting that was weak as hell. It's interesting that Schefter would include things all the way to training camp and then retiring. Obviously retiring is not on the table. Um, what what Schefter tweeted without doing it, if he was doing it on behalf of the Texans, he accidentally tweeted, the Texans have absolutely no leverage in all caps. <laughs> Essentially. Because none of that was impressive to me. Like, what did you have? Like $600,000 or something? Yeah, 600. I mean, it would all add up to a couple million if – he were to skip all that and then of course start missing game checks. But again, are, are the Texans really going to, to say we would, instead of trading you and getting a rookie quarterback this year, we'd rather just have this relationship go so far South and have neither of us win. I mean, what, like, I just, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I suppose they could do this as and there's, they could be saying we're not winning anyway. So let's not get pushed around, but that's so dumb. Um, you have to start over. You, you need clearance you, or you need closure. 
and you need to be able to move on. And you can't do that with no assets and no quarterback. So at least get, getting rid of the quarterback, you get back on the asset train because they right now they have a quarterback and no assets. So they would just be trading positions to no quarterback and a lot of assets. You, if they just hold on to him, they have no quarterback and no assets. It almost, though, kind of guarantees them the number one overall pick next year. So maybe, maybe that's uh, their thinking. Maybe, maybe. And Ryan, uh, speaking of this as well, does Deshaun Watson news coming out today kind of maybe slow down any potential trades with Deshaun and specifically with Matthew Stafford? Do you think every team will kind of take a step back and say, okay, I don't think a Deshaun Watson trade is going down right now. And before dealing for Matthew Stafford, we kind of want to just see what the market is for Deshaun. Do you think this could kind of push things back a couple of days, a couple of weeks? Mm, no. Okay. I think what well, doesn't Deshaun Watson have to release a list? I don't know. Like, Why would he have how are to? the Texans supposed to, well, how are the Texans supposed to move forward with this? If they don't know where he's going to be, uh, at least to the Texans, they need to know. Um, so, so that's what they should be saying to Deshaun. Hey, all right. You want us to get it out, get you out of here. Who can we deal with? Because the last thing the Texans want to do is waste their time negotiating a deal with the Broncos only for him to say, I'm not going there. Yeah, that that's true. Now Deshaun has told them a couple of weeks ago that he wants to trade and obviously they want to get their general manager in. they're introducing him to tomorrow. Do you think a trade could really go down just a, a day or two after the general manager is introduced? Well, he's already been negotiating these, I'm sure, or talking to his connections around the league and saying, Hey, you know, if Deshaun becomes available, what would you guys uh, give for him? So I don't know if – I don't know. I guess the Deshaun thing could still be um, in flux, but I still think that the Stafford deal gets done soon. Okay. Still over your vacation? Yep. <laughs> next one coming in from sebastian Airbay, my boys i hope you all are doing great listening to the pod got me so pumped i absolutely love the comparison between matt stafford's situation and the jake Plummer situation it excites me to know that george payton will be able to choose the guy he wants in future years and that guy will be our franchise quarterback now for my question today i would ask your thoughts on on we're going into Jake on um, what they were going into the Jake Plummer years, but that was 18 years ago when we acquired him. So while the Peyton Manning years don't compare even a little bit to the Plummer era, it's the next best comparison I can make. So here's my question. What were your thoughts when we signed Peyton Manning on March 20th, 2021 for or 20, uh, 12 forgive me i have gotten the day wrong obviously he was coming off a terrible neck injury and there were a ton of question marks surrounding his play but i was also ecstatic now obviously i didn't know we were going to win going to go to two super bowls and win one of them and have one of the most prolific offenses in nfl history and peyton would get his fifth mvp but i was still very optimistic sorry for all the detail i just want to know your thoughts when we got one of the greatest to ever touch a football Thanks for everything and keep up the incredible work. Much love, Sebastian. Thank you so much for all the support, Sebastian. We love your comments. Now, uh, Ryan, boy, I had zero, and I think you're with me. I had zero doubt about Peyton Manning. I thought it was 
landing Peyton Manning. I couldn't have been more excited when it happened. And I got to tell you, the the whole time uh, uh, of the chase, it was just all excitement. No hesitations. I didn't even think about the neck surgeries or anything. I thought he was going to come in and be Peyton Manning. Yeah, I mean, I instantly just thought like, oh, cool. The Broncos are going to win another Super Bowl suit. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Um, I'm not even exaggerating. In fact, I've told the story before, but it's worth touching on again because it's pretty quick. I was in Vegas for my 21st birthday, um, and I the what I wanted to do uh, for my first ever bet was to bet on the Broncos to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, so I, this was the day before, I bet on the Broncos to win the Super Bowl at I think like 30 to one. Oh wow! Um, with Tim Tebow as their starting quarterback. <laughs> And then the next day was when the momentum started picking up. Oh, you know, he's, he might go to Denver. And then the day after that, um, he, he obviously chose the Broncos or something close to that order. And I was just like, Oh my God, like I got the golden ticket. <laughs> Do you remember what the odds were after that? I think they dropped all the way to eight to one. Oh my gosh. Did you sell that ticket off? I should have. Uh, I wasn't as uh, well versed in the that that side of the uh, of the uh, sports betting market. <laughs> now it's like holding stocks. Like I got Nikola Jokic to win MVP at twenty five to one. It's dropped all the way to seven to one. Wow! So is that up for grabs right now? Well, so no, I'm I'm still sitting on it. But every day I just you know I open my DraftKings sportsbook app. I go into my bets and I go, I'm just, I'm doing this live here uh, <laughs> to see if it's changed at all today, but uh, you, you log in. All right. Well, now my phone's not working, but <laughs> I go into my works. bets. I, uh, yeah, I click my open bets. I see what the buyout is. I see that it's not high enough yet. And then I move on. But the buyout's gotta be above what you bought it at, right? Yes. Uh, the buyout, I put, yeah, the buyout is 2X right oh, now. Oh, lovely, because I guess it could turn into 25X if he wins. Exactly, exactly. Ooh. So there is a there is a time where I would accept a buyout, um, but it's far too early for that now. Let's see if it's changed at all today. Okay, nope, still, my phone's still not cooperating. <laughs> of course, of course. It's interesting because w- once that buyout gets pretty juicy it's probably looking pretty good that he's going to win the mvp so that that i mean that's its whole game on its own is figuring that out i know it's it's crazy i mean he's basically in the top four right now um and he's i think he's gonna have to have a couple things go his way to get in there so it's luka Doncic or Doncic at plus 500 lebron james at plus 500 Joel Embiid at plus 550, Kevin Durant at plus 600, and Nikola Jokic at plus 700. Embiid actually, Jokic was top four yesterday. Embiid has actually jumped him today, uh, of course, after the 76ers beat the Lakers last night. That's okay. That's okay. Embiid can be in there. Doncic can be in there. You're going to need KD and LeBron not to be in there, I think, for it, – it's not it's not right, but that's just how I view it for, for Jokic to have a chance. Yeah, Doncic – it's interesting here. Doncic just puts up the crazy numbers. Um, so that's – you know, he was the favorite to start. Um, he's actually come back a little bit, but he's still the favorite. 
And then I, d- I wasn't expecting how much winning impacted these odds. Um, Nikola Jokic hasn't played that great over the last week, but the Nuggets are on a five-game winning streak, and his odds just keep going up. Yeah, yeah, that is imp- – I didn't, I didn't realize that either. Next one coming in from Steve is the worst. Yo, did you guys see the recent ESPN Plus article that ranked Denver as the fourth most likely place for Watson to land? Stafford is great, but if Peyton isn't going out of his mind trying to get Watson, he is seriously tripping. Yeah, and I mean, you guys know, unless you just started listening to this show yesterday, uh, I've been pounding the Deshaun Watson table as hard as anyone can. In fact, the reason I'm no longer pounding that table is because I broke the table in half pounding it so hard. Um, Your hands okay? No, they're bruised and (laughs) battered. Um, So I am with you. You move heaven and earth. Uh, to try and get Deshaun Watson and then just figure the rest out later. It's the most simple decision I've ever come across in my days, uh, except for the decision to draft Deshaun Watson, which I was also extremely high on. Um, <laughs> I couldn't believe teams were just saw like, I'm like, I, I, I've never seen anything like it where I was just like, what are these teams thinking they're seeing? How in the world could you draft Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I've never, I've never been more beside myself over watching a, a draft unfold than that one. Uh, but if you can get him, if you can even get your foot in the door to talk about getting him, what you, sh- what your goal should be is to make them an offer they can't refuse. Don't even think about negotiating. Think about ending the trade talks while you're on the phone with them. That's yep. that's how bullish I am on it. Yep. Yep. Think about it ending in Deshaun Watson needing to sign off on the deal. Yep. 100%. I love it. Next one from Johnny G. Greetings, gents. With all the quarterback discussion that that has been happening, I agree with what Zach put forth of our ideal scenario yesterday during the question section that the Broncos move up and grab a guy the front office falls in love with. I'd also be totally on board with trading whatever it takes for Watson. Agree with both of those. However, I don't like the idea of giving our ninth and then some to get a 32-year-old quarterback who isn't going to be the guy for five to ten years. Watson is young enough that he could be the guy, and I don't know if he's hit his ceiling yet or drafting a brilliant and exciting new quarterback would be fun even though it would set us back for the short term my question is wouldn't trading for Stafford go completely against what Peyton had just told us a couple of weeks ago that the Broncos philosophy would be draft and develop stay safe and stay healthy Johnny G well Johnny G the the only thing that I disagree with here is uh, trading for Deshaun Watson would go completely against this because with Matthew Stafford, you're giving up one draft pick with Deshaun. You're pretty much giving up every valuable draft pick you have for two or three years. Uh, And so I would still do that. Even if I was George Payton and really wanted to draft and develop, you still do that for a quarterback, but I don't see one draft pick for Stafford derailing draft and develop. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, Especially if it's not the first. If it is the first, well, it derails your draft and develop plans for one year. Um, but George Payton has a six-year contract, right. which coincidentally is about how long uh, Matthew Stafford will probably play in the NFL. Hmm, interesting. So, he, I mean, he could tie himself to Matthew Stafford. It's not like he has to go out and get two or three more quarterbacks during that time. I will say Zach By had an interesting tweet yesterday uh, about this in which he said, 
you know, the Vikings were 12 and nine against Stafford during George Payton's time there. Do you think that, where is George Payton's feelings on Matthew Stafford? He either think, I guess it really comes down to this. He either thinks, man, that guy was so good. And, and I can't believe we beat him so much just because the lions are so dumb. Right. Or he's saying, man, he's just not that good. I can't believe we went 12 and nine against that team. <laughs> Uh, you know, with the franchise quarterback all those years. And George, when we talked to him, uh, what was it last week? He left every door open because he said how important it is to get the franchise quarterback, but then also said, Ryan, he said, you can win. You don't have to have like a top guy to win. You can win with different types of quarterbacks. So that just leaves the door open to, he can convince himself that Matthew Stafford is the guy. He can convince himself that Matthew Stafford is good enough to put a team around him. I mean, really anything is on the table with Peyton. Yeah. It's very, uh, it's very interesting. I, I can't wait to ask him about it. If they do make the trade for Matthew Stafford, which I still believe is, a very likely scenario. I just, uh, I'm curious what he said, you know, I, I, if Zach by doesn't want to do it, I'll ask that exact question. You guys had a winning record against Matthew Stafford when you were in Minnesota. So what did you see that made you so bullish that he can be a different player for the Broncos? Yeah. Or, I love or that. The Broncos can do be a different level organization with him at quarterback. Yeah. I love that. That that'd be great. Next one for Broncos squared. Hey, gents, couple of questions regarding the potential Stafford trade. Surprise, surprise quarterback question, Ryan. One, if Drew doesn't get traded, how do you think he'll respond? I believe in his competitive spirit and that he'll swallow the pill, so to speak. But I can also imagine that it wouldn't be easy to hear that he's becoming a backup to learn from a vet. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty straightforward. The Drew would just have to accept being the backup because there's really no competing with Matthew Stafford when he comes in. Uh, it'd be very interesting to see what happens with Drew. Um, I, on paper, if this was Madden, <laughs> you could say, oh, you just keep Drew there, try to develop him for a couple of years. And then, you know, maybe when, if it doesn't work out with Matthew Stafford, then you turn back to him. But it just doesn't feel like that's a realistic scenario. Right. Um, so, like, the Broncos trade for Matthew Stafford, I, I'll guarantee you one thing the fans will absolutely talk themselves into Matthew Stafford. So now everyone loves Matthew Stafford. He's great. He's going to lead us back to the promised land. And Drew Locke is left in the shadows. What I, what I can't then imagine is the Broncos pulling the plug on Matthew Stafford and bringing Drew Locke back and anyone being, like, happy about it. Wait, so say that again? So all of that first part that I described happens. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford goes – Seven and nine next year. Okay. I like, and then the Broncos bring Drew Locke back as a starting quarterback, and that's like an exciting move. Like, no right, one would be right. happy about it. Yeah. Um, so it's basically now or never for Drew Locke in the sense of if he gets this year as the starting quarterback, it's kind of the last year to, tr- to save the narrative. Um, and Again, I actually believe that if that were to happen, Drew Locke would do enough to make Broncos fans excited about him. But if he's not the if he's not even the quarterback this year, I don't know how it could work uh, for for this team with him moving forward. They either have to trade him to the Lions in the deal 
uh, or trade him to someone else after the deal. Yeah, I agree. He he would end up if he stayed with the Broncos, he'd just end up being a cheap, uh, an affordable, I should say, backup that that you're comfortable to play with when he needs to play. But just for one more year. Right. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And then he may want to go somewhere else, probably. And then he says, too, with his offseason looking to be like it was last year. So we anticipate some struggles with Stafford and not knowing the whole offense once the season rolls around. He's a vet quarterback, so I'm hoping he understands the offense enough that it shouldn't be an issue. What do you guys think? Also, I can't get over how cool it is that you guys take listener questions and get them into the show. I listen to a ton of podcasts, and this is the only one I've listened to that regularly does this. It's greatly appreciated and awesome. Thanks, guys. Ah, that means so much, Bronco Square. Thanks for rolling with us thank you bronco squared and the truth is we wouldn't be here without you guys so uh well how would we not answer your questions exactly Uh, simple as that uh i will say there's always a part of me that thinks like one day we're not going to be able to answer all the questions (laughs) but uh we've been doing this for what now three years yeah i believe so with the questions so thankfully it hasn't gotten too too crazy yet where, where we're not able to ever do that but uh we we love you guys so thank you we we absolutely do uh next one's from greendale human being uh morning y'all rk i appreciate you flying southwest it's the best airline and i've been working there going on four years now i'll make sure to contact your pilot if a trade goes through before you get the wi-fi (laughs) but i appreciate that and yeah i mean i think everyone can agree southwest is the best airline yes yeah i would agree um, but I also am not someone who's very picky about this stuff. Um, but if I'm bringing my golf clubs, I have to like Southwest two free bags. So <laughs> easy then easy. Uh, he says, I'm excited to see what goes on with Pat possible QB moves. It'll be nice to see what kind of GM Peyton is, uh, as we don't totally know what his thoughts were on many moves made in Minnesota. Besides that, no real question today. Keep up the great work on the pod. And I promise. I only did some light stocking when looking up your flights and whatnot. <laughs> Ryan, you ready to have uh, the autograph out for uh, right before you board? Of course. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't happen to uh, carry a Sharpie on me at all times. So, you know, as long as, as long as you've got it, I'm in. Do you, do you sign babies? Do you sign footballs? Do you sign skin? I mean, what, what are we talking here? I'll sign anything. <laughs> there we go. I love it. <laughs> True champ fan 24, my peoples. He hits us with a bloof, which I think we'll gladly accept. <laughs> Stafford does not need to be Mahomes. He just needs to be good enough on any given Sunday. Matthew Stafford. Disagree? Matthew Stafford can do that. And, uh, you know, we've come to the realization, Ryan, that the Broncos just year in and year out are never going to have the best quarterback in the division when Mahomes is playing. So, it's unrealistic to, to try to go and find that uh, Trevor Lawrence likely isn't even going to be that. And he's the best prospect we've seen in forever. And he's going to be the number one pick this year. So it's unrealistic to expect that. So you, you need someone that, that can be really good and consistent. And who is that? Is it a Justin Herbert for the Chargers? They think they found their guy. The Broncos need to get as close to that level as possible. So, Yes or no, Mahomes or Stafford just has to be good on any good enough on any given Sunday. Yeah, I'm, I guess that's what you're chasing right now. Okay. Uh, before we move on, a shout out to Zoom Care. Uh, 
no one wants to go to the doctor's office right now. Like just point blank. Like if you had to go, it would be an unsettling experience. You especially don't want to be going into like urgent care or anything like that if you don't have to. Uh, and that's where Zoom Care steps in. You can get uh, professional medical advice from the comfort of your own couch. You'll talk to a real doctor uh, and get their advice and, and see what the best move is for you. That way, you know where you have to go before you end up um, being somewhere that you don't want to be like a doctor's office or a hospital. Now, if you have to go to a doctor's office or a hospital, then do it. But if you, you know, you're just looking for an opinion on something, then Zoom Care is perfect for you while you can get a diagnosis from a doctor while sitting in your own living room. So check them out, zoomcare.com. That's Z-O-O-M-C-A-R-E.com. Ryan, we know the Green Mountain Dental hands away free Sonicare toothbrushes when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with them. But they're also handed out a job right now. Green Mountain Dental is looking for an experienced office manager and bookkeeper. It's a salaried position with great benefits. The office manager's role is to organize and coordinate administrative duties and office procedures. This job requires 10 years of office manager experiences. Other duties include preparing preparing payroll, monthly finances, experience with a variety of office software, ordering dental supplies, handling marketing and advertising, supervising staff, and all the other things that go with that. This team is an incredible group of people to work with. So call them today if you or anyone you know is interested. Call them at 303-988-0711 or head to their website, greenmountaindentalgroup.com for further information. And of course, if you're not looking for a job, you're just looking to get your teeth clean. Green Mountain Dental is the place and schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam to receive that free Sonicare toothbrush. All righty. Next one here from Orange and Blue Aussie. There are, there are two number nines in this post, Stafford and a first round pick. Is it a sign that we should make Matt uh, the trade as Matt wears number nine? And this is the pick that would most likely bring him to Denver. I got to say, Zach, I don't want him to wear number nine if he comes to Denver, although I think that it's pretty inevitable. Kevin Hogan or why? Kevin Hogan and Jeff Driscoll. Uh, It's not really a legacy there. I totally even forgot what what number Jeff Driscoll wore. Trying to think of other number nines that preceded him. Uh, Riley Dixon. Okay. Yep. Yep. A punter that was traded away for a conditional seventh round pick. Uh, Oh, idiotically traded away yes um I'm, I'm having a hard time with this one uh i i don't think it's gonna change but like i would just like to put into a, a formal request to matthew stafford to wear number 11 instead <laughs> i would like that i'd be okay with that ryan speaking of stafford and trade values I think I saw an ESPN yesterday. I'm pretty sure it was ESPN. All these trades being thrown around for Stafford. And he went through like five teams, didn't have the Broncos on there, which I thought was pretty silly. Uh, And this other part I thought was pretty silly. Every team he listed said they should give up two first-round picks for Matthew Stafford. And I haven't heard that yet. I mean, I thought we were talking, you know, maybe one first-round pick or, or if not, even if that. Who was doing this? I think it was on ESPN. Jesus. Uh, no, not not a two first round pick player. And that, you know, yesterday we, we kind of finally uh, conceded, okay, if you have to go number nine, you can do it. I will draw the line there, though. I agree. Um, in fact, I wouldn't even do a first and a second or probably even, yeah, I might do a first and a third, but not a first and a second. Definitely not two firsts. 
Um, and honestly, I think, honestly, I wouldn't give up the first one or third either. I call them up. I say, here's what I want. You know, we'll give you two seconds. We'll give you a second injury lock. They say, no, no, no. But if they say, hey, you want to get off the, you know, if you want to get off the phone right now, give us number nine. And I'll probably do it. But I'm not, like, coming to the table with number nine. Like, right. that's my final trump card. Fine, you can have number nine. Deal's over. Right. Uh, I, I'm not letting them push me around beyond that. Right. No, I, I totally agree. I'm right there with you. And especially because number nine is probably the best first-round pick that they're going to get this year. So that that is something that should end the deal right there. Uh, yeah, and man, there's a, a thread that just came out on how great of a guy Deshaun Watson is, and it just makes <laughs> the Texans look so dumb. And you know, and and the person who tweeted it out said like before they try to smear him because they probably will. Um, it's just usually how these things work. Um, he's like an elite player and also an elite human. Um, I mean, I it's like if it's like i don't i don't even know it's like justin simmons but at quarterback and way better yep <laughs> you're exactly right man just looking at that thread right now that pretty impressive stuff yeah i mean um over the last six months in may he provided meals for 1500 first uh responders in july did a summer reading challenge rewarded four winners with ten thousand dollars in new furniture and a shopping spree at Foot Locker. in august he provided four thousand backpacks and supplies for underprivileged kids in october he provided 600 halloween costumes for underprivileged children in november he provided thanksgiving dinner for a thousand families in december he took care of utilities and groceries for a year for four families in january he gave four summer reading program winners a full paid scholarship to the college of their choice i mean this guy is incredible and <laughs> the texans i mean could not have blown it more uh, yep. it's it's one of the more shocking developments i've seen in my time following the nfl yep there's no doubt about that holy cow next one coming in from uh from aaron ray what's going on oh, my real quick, we oh we didn't get through uh, mm. Orange and Blue Aussie, so I'll, I'll circle back. Um, he says, you guys have made me crack on number nine after this thinking, though. Quote, there's no player the Broncos would draft at number nine to improve the team more than Stafford would. That was a great point in this pod. That, I think that was you, Zach. I've been, trading be- uh, I've been debating between Zach's trade-up for the guy you love or Mace's trade-down to get a number one next year, too. Uh, I've put them aside for RK's get Stafford, um, as sadly as the Watson option is a major uphill battle unless he demands a trade that puts Denver as one of his teams. Problem is the Stafford trade is going to go down and RK is on the fourth hole. He'll get a 12 on it and then just head to the clubhouse to do an emergency podcast from his phone. Uh, there's an out after two years, so if it doesn't work, we can find another. But that isn't the goal. Uh, the Broncos have a good chance to make the playoffs in both those years and get an extension at a reasonable rate. As Matt's not going to be a top five quarterback forever, so you don't have to hit the 40 to 45 million mark uh, that the tops will be getting. Stafford analysis by an idiot like me can make any throw great arm strength read defense as well has a habit of holding onto the ball too long and then taking sacks doesn't throw the ball away enough when no one's open he's the pilot not the plane so this defense will need to keep pushing its ceiling and I see the offense raising its floor if he's aboard yeah and here's the thing though is man this offense will be the plane of 
this team if you get a Matthew Stafford because you're not going to be able to keep everyone on defense with Matt's stat with Matt's salary this year, specifically with the cap going down. Um, and but with all the weapons that he has surrounding him, I think he can absolutely and the offense can absolutely do that. And I think your analysis is pretty is pretty spot on about Stafford. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, there there are things that just like give you a little bit of pause. That's like uh, it's not automatic, right? You know, like. Deshaun Watson is so automatic. Mm-hmm. You get Deshaun Watson, you're just automatically good. Yeah. Um, or close to it. Uh, somehow the Texans screwed that up too. Um, <laughs> but it's you just know he's great. And with Stafford, it's like, man, he's really good sometimes. And then he does things that make you really scratch your head. And I'll be honest, guys, my biggest fear with Matt Stafford is not his ability. It's Denver's ability to adopt quarterbacks. Um, and, and I'm so scared that he's like just below the level of acceptance in Denver. But at the same time, I know that things have been so bad for so long that maybe subconsciously everyone's standards have lowered a little bit. And we'll see how, uh, how the offense would change with Pat Shermer for Stafford. Oh, I think this is like a Pat Shermer fever dream. (laughs) I agree. I think he would love it three wides slinging that thing around yeah um i think he would really love it like you don't really put matt stafford under center like no one's going to be yelling at pat Shermer to call to get under center more and call more play action nope no absolutely not <laughs> next one coming in from aaron ray what's going on my g's i am loving all of the different possible directions the broncos could be going this offseason so i wanted to know if the broncos trade two second rounders for stafford who would each of y'all like to see Denver draft with the ninth pick, given that they do not trade back? A quarterback like Trey Lance is still available, or would you rather see defense? Hope all is well. Stay blessed. I would rather see defense between those two options for sure. Kyle Pitts, of course. <laughs> Man, that would be so dangerous. Then there's no question this team is an offensive team. Yeah, and they still have a, an elite defensive coordinator and potentially Von Miller and Bradley Chubb and potentially Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson. And, you know, like there's a lot of, uh, a lot of players. The one that I just don't, I'm pretty sure won't be back is Boye, which really opens up a hole for the Broncos at corner. Right. And that's, that's why I think, uh, you know, Patrick Sertan could be that guy. For sure. Next one from Swede. Hey guys, as I listened to the pod yesterday and you guys were talking about giving up a first round pick, I think personally that going corner in the first round would be the best move, but if they traded it away, who do you think would be a good second round corner? Or do you think Ojemudia has what it takes to become a second corner? I do think Ojemudia has what it takes to become a second corner, but you need more than that uh, in today's NFL. Um, So I think... Maybe Horn is available in the second round, although I don't expect it. I don't know. I haven't gotten, honestly, that deep. Um, Especially if the Broncos trade away their first-round pick, then it'll be time to dive into more uh, of the next round of prospects. But we do have four months here, um, so I'm trying not to – I'm trying to go slow so I have players to watch the whole way through. Instead of – last year, you know, I felt like by February I was having the – I was like – forgetting 
the guys that I watched in early January because I watched so so many. So <laughs> right. trying to spread it out a little more this year. And so if you didn't get a first round corner, you would have Ojemudia as one of your top three. Bryce Callahan is one of your top three. And so you just need one more. And, uh, you know, a, a first round corner, you'd feel great about second round corner. You, you are just taking a gamble of how good they would be the rookie year. But with that, because you'd have Matthew Stafford, then uh, you again, you just wouldn't be relying on your defense to be as good as we have been these past few years. Next one from the count. Will the Lions give any preference to Stafford's wishes or is he just a commodity? Love the count. You know, I think they have respect for him as a player. So they're they wouldn't say like if he said like, guys, I really don't want to go to wherever. They would just be like, sorry, bud, we own you. Bye. Um, But I don't think he's really going to have that much say. What's interesting, though, new head coach and new general manager making this decision on him. So that would kind of take some emotions out of this. But I do think as an organization and because they want to get this done sooner than later, but there's no specific time frame. They don't have to do it by this weekend or anything, although Ryan's travel plans would disagree with that. Uh, I, I, I do think that, yeah, they'll, they'll ask him, make sure, run it by him. He'll find out from the lines. He won't find out from the media. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. From 219 Bronco. Hey guys, let's just say the Matt Stafford trade happens. Could be done by the time you get to this. Not quite. And now he's a Denver Bronco. Both sides are going to want an extension. What do you think an extension could look like? I don't know if the Broncos want an extension quite yet. Do you, Zach? Man, if you're giving up a first round pick, it would make sense if they did an extension. But I don't know what the rush would be, Ryan. I would wait until he's on the final year of his deal, which would be one year from now. You get to see him in Denver. He gets his $20 million this year. And then you just see what that would look like. And Ryan, I also don't know if Matthew Stafford would want an extension because he knows he's getting his money this year. He knows the Broncos aren't trading a first or a second round pick in order to cut him this year. So he knows that even though his salary isn't guaranteed this year, he knows he's getting that salary. But then he may say, I'm not a $20 million quarterback. Let me get these weapons around me. Let me put up 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and then let me get a $35 million contract for five years or a $30 million contract for five years and, and almost double my pay. So I think both sides would sit back for a year. The only counter I'll bring to that is $33 million cap hit this year. And so it might behoove the Broncos to say, Hey, let's do an extension. Come on. Don't you want to be here forever? Uh, let's get this cap hit down to around $15 million this year uh, and give you some bonuses and also all this other good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could very well happen. Yep. I, I could see that now, man, how long are you extending him? Cause right now his contract runs for two more years. Um, uh, two, two years on additionally. Okay. And if you're trading a first round pick, you ex- very much expect him to be your quarterback for four years. So that, that would make sense. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's, that's kind of what I mean is like, okay, four year, like the, when you're making a big commitment in football, you make a four year commitment unless it's a GM, which apparently now you do six. <laughs> right. Exactly. Mike 1809 chiming in. What's up my guys. RK have a blast this weekend, brother. I keep wondering what's the real value of getting relevant. Don't get me wrong. It would be awesome to see us get back to the playoffs, but 
if we don't have a team or a quarterback that can realistically get us to a Super Bowl, is that enough of a win for Broncos country? I keep thinking back to the old Rippy, Ricky Bobby quote, if you ain't first, you're last. Let's say we take a step forward with Stafford, are consistently in playoff contention, but never make it to the Super Bowl. Does that help or hurt our long-term chances to become world champs in the six-year George Payton contract? To me, if you think Stafford can win a Super Bowl, let's go get him. If not, I'd rather use our draft position at nine and trade up to snag the quarterback that we believe can build a franchise around. And who we believe to put us in that serious con- contention for years to come would welcome your thoughts. Well, when I was reading that, Mike, one of the things I was thinking was, I don't think Peyton Manning comes to the Broncos if they go four and 12 that year with Tim Tebow. I think Tim Tebow very much helped Peyton Manning come to the Broncos. Of course, there, there were a lot of Peyton Manning didn't come here because the Broncos went eight and eight and made the playoffs. He came here because of all the weapons and everything, but those weapons aren't, uh, don't look as good on a four and 12 team. And so that's, that was a step in the right direction, Ryan. And Peyton saw that, okay, he can be the last piece here. That that's, you know, kind of where the Broncos are They're They weren't four and 12, but they're five and 11 this year coming off five straight losing seasons. I totally get where you're coming from, Mike, but I do think you need to step in the right direction. But again, if you can go out and get Justin Fields this year and he can turn you around in a heartbeat, then of course you do that. Yeah, yeah, I think you're you're completely spot on. I think you think like more along the lines of you draft um you get Matthew Stafford and then 3 years from now you draft his replacement and then he's the quarterback for one more year and then the replacement elevates. And now you have a two-year window with a cost-controlled quarterback drink, and uh, you're you're you know um, you, that's how you win the Super Bowl in George Payton's tenure. Speaking of Payton's, Ryan, maybe this is a plan. You get Matthew Stafford now; he's your quarterback for five years. Then in 2026, with the first Arch. pick. Manning. <laughs> exactly. There you go. This is all a play to get Peyton's nephew. <laughs> Man, you that's uh that's that's the dream. Oh, that's the dream. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, another Manning in a Broncos uniform would be awesome. <laughs> Onion Town Link says, Hey guys, I haven't commented in a while, but I just thought I could I'd share it's confirmed. The Texans are drafting Sam Howell at number one overall next year. Watson has requested a trade and the Texans without him may just be a complete failure, complete failure. Anyways, it's hard for me to comment since joining the Madden league, that chat takes up every spare second one has. It was fun making RK overpay for alignment though. Ooh, did you get burned? Mm. I don't think so, Zach. Uh, let's, let's hear your thoughts on this. Mm, okay. So, well, first of all, um, I think people would have said that I overpaid for Bobby Wagner last year, um, and then and uh, I, was I would thrilled show about them, that. And then I would show them this new ring on my finger. And say, <laughs> I didn't overpay for anything. Um, so here's what. Uh, well, I'll just tell you what I gave up. Um, so it's an 89 overall left guard, uh, Ali Marpet. Ali Marpet. Good. Yeah, and also all of his stats are down right now because he was playing for a team that went like, Oh, and 16. Oh, shots uh, fired. Love it. No. Cause I'll <laughs> tell you what happened. Um, so I'm thinking like, Oh man, once this, once I, once I get this guy's morale popping on my good team, he's going to be over 90 overall offensive lineman. Um, he's, and he's replacing a 77 overall offensive lineman on my line. 
So I gave up a first round pick next year, a third round pick this year, and the 77 overall lineman who's 33 years old. Wow. And how old is uh, Allie? Uh, 28, 29. Okay. Okay. So he's still got many years. Oh, wow. I mean, you did give up a lot, but that he's a great player though, man. Yeah, and when you're in a window, like I am, um, you can, you can afford to get to overpay to get final pieces that you want to add. Especially in Madden where, uh, this isn't going to be going on forever. We'll probably restart after a couple of seasons from here. So those future draft picks aren't as valuable. Yeah. I think we got three more in us before the next year of Madden. Um, but here's the real kicker and why he absolutely has the license to say I overpaid the same day that I traded that to him for that player. He acquired that player for a second round pick. Oh man. Oh, I was, I could not believe that. Like I couldn't believe that deal happened when I saw, I was like, all I, like all I was looking for this year was a speed corner and an interior lineman. Like those are the two things I was looking for. And I, I like, I didn't even think there was any chance that Marpet would be available. And then I see him go for a second round pick and I'm just like, what? so essentially he traded a second round pick for a first a third and a 77 lineman but then he traded that first that i traded him for a different lineman (laughs) wow tons of deals there oh man yeah well i guess he can definitely say you overpaid then he can say that and (laughs) And I'll just get my wins. He goes on and says, also, the only real competition for the Texans at one may be the Lions if they lose Stafford. Even considering the predicament the Saints face with their cap, I think Sean Payton has enough to do or has enough in him to win four games at least. Here's hoping the Lions organization is just one more pathetic season than them to keep the great young quarterbacks out of the AFC. Have a good day, Lynx. Shout out to you, Links. Um, glad you joined the Madden League. Absolutely, it is. Uh, it is a whirlwind, <laughs> is what it is. It's awesome. From oh, by the way, like most of Broncos country, I've been trying to decide between the lesser of two evils and a Chiefs Tampa Bay Super Bowl. The way I see it, Tampa victory will cement Tom Brady's legacy. While that is so hard to swallow, at least. It somewhat tarnishes the Patriots dynasty by making it more about uh, their elite QB. What I can't stand is the Chiefs back-to-back Super Bowl win. What's worse than that is I feel terrified that they'll come back next year as good as ever and get a three-peat. This cannot be allowed to be a possibility. So go Bucks. So easy. I don't even think anyone should be deciding between the lesser of two evils. It's really only just one evil here, and that's the Chiefs. Um, Tom Brady, yes, he is an evil, but you said like it will cement his legacy. His legacy is already cemented uh, dipped in silver, then dipped in gold, then dipped in platinum. So it's, there's no cementing of anything, but except I do agree with you that it tarnishes the legacy of Bill Belichick. If he wins the Super Bowl. And and in my opinion, it's already been tarnished. Bill Belichick is a Tom Brady product bar none. Um, So, but it it hurts even more if if Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl. Um, It's, this is the easiest decision ever. It's, there, nothing changes for Tom Brady except for that he's just the goat more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Brent, this this is something that I've said on this podcast at times for a couple of years. 
But once you accept that Tom Brady is the GOAT, you don't have to say it out loud. You don't have to say it often. But once you accept that, life is just easier. And especially right now, just accept it before the Super Bowl starts. And then it's easy. Then you just say, okay, I'm definitely pulling for Tampa Bay. Tom Brady happens to be the quarterback. I'm pulling for Shaq Barrett. And there you go. Because, yeah, Ryan, if they... (laughs) If the Chiefs win this week, or if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, oh gosh, the thought of a three-peat is is horrifying for 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 next year. What's worse for you too? You know, I think a lot of people are taking the too short-term view on this um, by saying, "Oh, I don't, you know, I don't want Tom Brady to do it. It helps his legacy." What should scare you more is that if. Patrick Mahomes wins that will be two Super Bowls in his first three seasons as a starter and he's on the track to then take that crown and nobody wants that like that's definitely worse than it being Tom Brady uh so just hold on you know think of it like a a long-term hold on a stock here you you don't you don't want to think about just right now you want to think about oh god I don't want that that guy to end up being the best of all time so uh one super bowl win in his first three years plenty of guys have done that two super bowl wins in his first three years now uh we're on a very scary trend yeah that's a really really good point so guys say it with me go tampa bay (laughs) go tampa bay man go bucks exactly last one coming in from salty butler well watson has officially requested a trade from the texans i know a lot of people think he'll go to miami but here's why i think it won't happen the nfl is full of ego if the texans trade their elite quarterback to the dolphins just to get their pick back then the dolphins play them like a fiddle and will make them look like fools more than they already are. Now, I can see him being traded to the Jets because the Texans can get a great haul of draft picks, and they can spite Watson by sending him to another dumpster fire organization. Thoughts? Um, it's up to Watson. So they can't send him. They can't spite him by sending him to a dumpster fire organization. He can. He can then double spite them for even trying and say like in fact i'm only gonna allow you guys to trade me to one team and it's the dolphins and i'm telling i'm calling up their gm right now and telling them i've told the i've told the texans i'm only allowing me to trade them to you so don't overpay because i'm coming there and we're gonna win a super bowl (laughs) right exactly and then they're absolutely hosed do you think he would accept a trade to new york no uh yes it would be dumb but i think he could be convinced Okay, Ryan, some some trades coming out from uh, from ESPN. They're, they're putting some trades out. The Jets trade Deshaun Watson in a sixth-round pick for the second overall pick, 23rd overall pick, and next year's first-round pick. Do you do that if you're the Jets? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in a heartbeat. That sounds pretty darn good. And then for the Broncos, here's what they have. They have Deshaun Watson. Wait, let, and- me, let me just say something really quick. Yeah. Yes, I'll do the deal. <laughs> before i all i have to say is deshaun watson yes <laughs> what it is is deshaun and the broncos give up a next year f- or the the texans give up a fourth round pick next year and the texans get this year's first round pick ninth overall this year's second round pick next year's first round pick next year's second round pick tim patrick and drew lock it's when we talked about that is just so easy easy money so, so easy so easy 
congratulations, Broncos. You're a contender. <laughs> exactly. And what's interesting is with the uh, Panthers trade that ESPN has, they have them given up three first round picks. So for some reason, the Broncos don't have to give up three, but the Panthers do even better. Yeah, for sure. The other Ryan finishes here, says my boys next to quarterback, which obviously is and has been in the forefront of the offseason discussion this year and for many offseasons now. What positions do the Broncos most stand in need of improving to have a winning season in 2021? Have a tremendous Thursday. DNV Army salute. So, Zach, if the Broncos improve this position, their odds of making a playoff run next year go up. What is it other than quarterback? Outside of quarterback, I'll go cornerback cornerback and and improve that big time get a shutdown i say linebacker say linebacker and i I know we don't have any confidence in vic fangio liking a linebacker but i am just saying this is this is one of those things that could take vic fangio's defense to the next level if he finds the guy that he likes yeah it, it it really could and man who knows what that looks like? But Ryan, just so you know, this isn't Madden we're playing. Linebackers aren't uh, aren't aren't as good at, in real life as they are in Madden. I know, but I just think it unlocks the Vic Fangio defense to another level. Yeah. Um, in corner, he's shown like he can succeed with Devonte Harris out there, um, and he has shown that he can succeed with subpar linebackers. I think it's fair to say of Josie Jewell. Um, so I just want to see like. We know what it looks like with elite corners, um, and it looked better. But I think that having an elite linebacker would really take this thing to the next level. And how does an elite linebacker develop under Vic Fangio? That could be very exciting to watch. I'm so sad we never got to see that with Patrick Queen. So sad. (laughs) Yeah. All right, before we get out of here, another shout-out to MSU Denver. Use the code DNVR Sports. When you're signing up and get your application fees waived at MSU Denver, it's msudenver.edu slash online to scope out all they have to offer. Rigorous and affordable programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. That's going to do it for us today on the DNVR Broncos podcast. We will talk to you tomorrow.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 